your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 580 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online. Where the game starts. And it is a special Saturday afternoon edition of Locked On New York Rangers here. The Rangers having just uh, closed out a very convincing, very dominant 4 nothing home victory against the Detroit Red Wings. And it's funny because, you know, a concept that comes up on this podcast every now and then is the idea of playing a full 60 minutes. And, you know, I think some people take that term to mean that playing a full 60 minutes means complete domination for the entire game. To me, playing a full 60 is having your head in the game, competing hard every single shift, uh, just being ready to go, being mentally sharp, and, uh, you know, executing. Um, it rarely means dominating for a full 60 minutes because no matter how a game goes, usually even the team that loses in an NHL game where it's such a competitive league, even the team that loses even if they lose by a wide margin, they're going to, you know, have a couple of minutes in the game where they're playing pretty well and they have the better of play. This was a full 60 minutes in every single sense of the term because the Rangers thoroughly dominated from the opening faceoff right up until the final horn. Maybe there was a little bit of a stretch in the second period there, just a couple of minutes where uh, the Red Wings got a couple of chances, picked up their game a little bit. The Rangers had a power play that didn't go so well, and the Red Wings had a couple of shorthanded chances while the Rangers were up 2-0, but that was it. Besides that, complete and utter domination in every conceivable way that a team can dominate a hockey game. I think that, you know, it's just great to see so many guys contributing in so many different ways. Obviously, Alexi Lafreniere coming through with two goals, including just a highlight real goal, which we will get to in a second. Uh, the other big news coming out of this one is the fact that Capo Caco was lost with a lower body injury. He was injured in the first period, never returned. Uh, Gerard Gallant seemed to believe that it's not too serious of an injury, so we'll take him at face value. But besides the Caco injury, there was no other negative news whatsoever coming out of this game. It felt like watching this game that the Rangers had possession of the puck for about 90% of the play. I mean, I, I realize that can't possibly be true, but man, I mean, you talk about just a tilted rink and the Rangers just outchancing them, uh, playing a more physical brand of hockey than the Red Wings were playing, getting it done on special teams as well, and just getting contributions up and down the lineup. It was really fantastic to see. And again, I think one of the biggest storylines coming into this game and then certainly how the game started and also how this game ended was Alexi Lafreniere and uh, how the Rangers are choosing to deploy him. Obviously, in the most recent game, the Rangers opted to make Alexi Lafreniere a healthy scratch. He had not had a point in any of his eight preceding games after having a career-high six-game point streak. So, uh, you know, he went from being kind of on fire to not really chipping it at all, at least offensively. Part of the reason for that is obviously the simple fact that he was dropped from the Kreider and Mika line to the third line. And then, of course, he's a healthy scratch and today back in the lineup. But 
As I know, a lot of Ranger fans are very well aware, Alexi Lafreniere was on the fourth line to start this game. He was out there on the left wing, on the fourth line. You had Kevin Rooney centering that line and Dryan Hunt on the right wing. And I'll be honest, you know, I saw Alexi Lafreniere's name on the fourth line. I groaned a little bit, kind of was wishing that they would move him up in the lineup. I think probably the reason they didn't do this is, well, a couple of reasons. For starters, uh, the heedle goodrow caco line has played pretty well together, and I get the feeling that you know, Gallant wasn't really looking to break them up. If you're going to move Lafreniere into the top nine, I think the only option there is probably to flip-flop him and Goudreau, which certainly would have been an option. But like I said, I think that third line trio has played pretty well together. And so probably Gallant just wanted to give them another shot. Uh, I think another reason, and this is something that a lot of fans, and I include myself in this, we can all miss this from time time to time. Uh, Gerard Gallant, part of his job as a coach is to kind of, uh, you know, obviously have the pulse of his team and know how to motivate guys, know how to challenge guys, know how to get the absolute best out of his players. And that's something that we've seen Gallant do this season. That's something that over the years, his other stops as a head coach, we've seen him do that as well. Whether you're the absolute superstar, one of the best players in the world, or you're the guy that's in and out of the lineup as a healthy scratch, it does seem like Gallant can get the most out of you. And with Lafreniere, I feel like, you know, just watching how this season has progressed and watching, you know, how Gallant chooses to use Lafreniere, I feel like Gallant likes to challenge him and thinks that Lafreniere will respond positively to being challenged. Uh, we've seen a couple of examples of that this season. Uh, there was times at the beginning of the season that, you know, Lafreniere wasn't getting a ton of ice time, or if he was, you know, he was in a bottom six role or... Most recently, obviously, he was a healthy scratch in the most recent game. Now, of course, again, I do think the main reason for that was just to give Alexi Lafreniere a little bit of a break, a little bit of a breather, come back recharged, and ready to go in this game. He had a couple of chances early in this game, even playing on the fourth line, and then obviously uh, scored two goals in the third period to salt this game away, including just an absolutely unreal highlight real goal. But I do think, you know, again, there's there's some method to the madness when it comes to Gerard Gallant and how he uses Alexi Lafreniere. And there might be some people that hear that and wonder, like, why he doesn't do the same thing with Capo Caco, because obviously, you know, Caco's had his ups and downs uh, throughout his Ranger tenure, and certainly this season as well, taking the uh, games that he missed off the table here. But I think with Caco, and this is something that I mentioned many, many months ago, so I think it bears repeating, I think with Caco, he's the guy that responds well to kind of the good cop uh, version of his head coach. He needs the coach that's going to kind of throw his arm around him, pump him up a little bit, tell him to keep his head up and keep going, and I think Caco would respond to that. Lafreniere, I feel like his confidence is not going to waver no matter what, no matter how many games he goes without a point. Uh, it's just the way he carries himself, and I think he's one of those players that responds positively when he's challenged, and we saw that on full display here. It's going to be very, very interesting to see how the Rangers look to line up uh, going forward. You know, if Caco misses some time, I would imagine probably Lafreniere moves up to the third line on the left wing, and then you move Goudreau from the left wing third line spot over to the right wing third line spot. And that's where Gaudreau's versatility is very valuable as well. And something else that I've talked about, and it, it goes back to even last season, and it's a theme that, you know, I, I continue to go back to every now and then because, you know, as the playoffs approach here, I think a lot of us are wondering, like, is this like a real legit bonafide Stanley Cup contender? Can they actually pull this off this year, get into the playoffs, win four series, and hoist the Stanley Cup trophy? It's possible. I mean, anybody that gets into the dance has a chance. We've established that as well. But as I've said all along, 
when this team becomes really, 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 really dangerous, and when you start to say, oh my God, look out for the Rangers, they are going to be a really, really tough outcome playoff time. I mean, I think you could say that anyway, but when you can really, really say that is when Alexi Lafreniere and Capo Caco begin to kind of you know, play like the players that the Rangers thought they were drafting. And of course, both these guys have had their moments. They both played good hockey and they both contributed uh, to this team this season. But when they both really take off, that's when you've really got something. And man, can you imagine if it happens right here with just a handful of games between the regular season ending and the playoffs beginning? Now, obviously, Kako out with the lower body injury. By what Gallant said after the game, if we're taking him at face value, it doesn't sound like it's anything overly serious. But we're coming off of a two-game stretch here where two games ago, Capo Caco scored two goals. And in this game here today, Alexi Lafreniere scored two goals, including that highlight reel, jaw-dropping, otherworldly. You could hear the Madison Square Garden crowd gasp when he made this move. And so we're now coming off of a game in which Alexi Lafreniere scored two goals. And we're also coming off of a game where Capo Caco scored two goals. The last game that Capo Caco completed, he scored twice. Imagine if both of these guys have that light bulb moment and both kind of reach their full potential and take a massive jump right before the end of the regular season and the start of the playoffs. I'm not going to say that it's a guarantee to happen or anything like that, but man, you start to feel really good when you see uh, both these guys playing as well as they've played over these last two games here. And of course, we'll keep our fingers crossed that with Capo Caco, it is just uh, you know a short-term thing. Maybe he misses a game. Maybe he doesn't miss any games at all, and he's back out there uh, on Tuesday against Winnipeg. But we will see. And once again, obviously, keep our fingers crossed that indeed it is not a serious injury and that he can get back on the ice, preferably before the postseason begins. Uh, but we're just scratching the surface here. We got a ton to break down as far as all the highlights from this New York Ranger win here today. So we will get to all that in just a second. But first, I just want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I use Athletic Greens literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted a supplement that actually tasted great, and I wanted to see what all the hype was about. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. 
You know, we're talking about Lafreniere and his big night and what he could mean for the Rangers if he starts to really pick it up heading into the playoffs. So I figure we might as well go through both of his two goals that he scored in this game. This is with the Rangers leading 2 to nothing and still kind of looking for that KO punch because as much as the Rangers dominated through the first two periods of play, you're still only up 2 to nothing in the third. You'd like to, you know, boost that to 3 nothing and, uh, you know, pretty much be on your way to a win at that point. And about five minutes into the third period, that's exactly what happens for the New York Rangers. You've got a situation where Adam Fox lifts the puck out of the Rangers zone into the neutral zone, kind of falls down to the ice right around the red line. And Philip Heedle's there. He's Johnny on the spot. He is able to get control of the puck and moves a pass up the ice to Alexi Lafreniere. Lafreniere's going in up the right side. It's a two-on-one. I believe it was Barclay Goodrow that was in there with him. And... Instead of forcing a pass that wasn't there, that the defenseman had taken away, Lafreniere decides to just let it rip, and it works out. Uh, Grice got a piece of it, I think, with his glove, but did not get enough of it. Puck gets through him, and uh, again, props to Alexi Lafreniere for not trying to force a pass here. As we've talked about in the past, so many of these guys on the Rangers, and, and they've gotten better with this, but a lot of them are selfless to a fault. They would look to pass pretty much no matter what in a 2-on-1 situation. The pass wasn't there, so you know what? Go ahead and uh, rip a shot yourself. See if you just can't beat the goalie clean. That's exactly what happened. Again, Grace got a little piece of it, but it kind of just fluttered uh, into the net after that, and Rangers up 3 nothing, and well on their way to a win. And then we get just this insane, ridiculous goal. Use whatever adjective you want to use. And let me also just say this before I describe this goal. I'm going to do my best here to do this play justice. But you got to see it for yourself. If for one reason or another you were not able to watch this Ranger game live and you haven't seen the highlights yet, do yourself a favor. Stop what you're doing right now. Get to a laptop. Pull out your phone, do whatever, watch this goal, the second goal of the third period by Alexi Lafreniere. This one happened 14-17 into the third period, and whatever minimal chance Detroit had to come back was emphatically erased at this point. So Alexi Lafreniere gains the blue line on the left side. He kind of moves toward the center of the ice, almost parallel to the blue line, uh, you know, is, is the direction he was skating, but also kind of moving a little bit toward the net. And then uh, there's a defenseman in his way. So what does Lafreniere do? He plays the puck between his own legs, gets it onto his backhand, and just flips it into the net. Uh, Grice was uh, just completely faked out on this play, was not in position to make the save. And that is the goal because, you know, a lot of Lafreniere naysayers, even though he has 17 goals this season, they would probably point to the fact that he hasn't had that one true blockbuster, jaw-dropping, awe-inspiring, highlight reel goal that you would expect from somebody that was labeled a generational talent coming into the draft a couple of years ago, and somebody that, you know, by most accounts is expected to be uh, one of the best players in the league in due time here, and he just hasn't had that one truly incredible goal. He's had some nice goals, but nothing quite like this. Uh, like I said in the intro, the entire crowd at Madison Square Garden, you could hear them audibly gasp and react to this move that he made. Seriously, if you didn't get a chance to check this out, go do it right now. I'm doing my best here, but no words that I can possibly say on here could ever do this goal justice. Just an absolute beauty. One of the uh, nicest goals that the Rangers have scored all season. And like I said, hopefully this is the launching point. I've said that a couple of times in the past. Anytime Lafreniere or Kako, anytime either one of them starts to kind of heat up a little bit, 
get it rolling and start to look like, you know, that dominant uh, first or second overall pick in the draft, uh, you know, it seems like it doesn't quite come to fruition. But with both of these guys now coming off of two goal games, you hope that the time is now. There could not, you couldn't script it any better as far as, you know, time for these guys to both, once again, have that light bulb moment and really kind of reach that next plateau, that next level of hockey that they both have in them. They just haven't quite gotten there yet. If they can do that right before the playoffs and carry that into the playoffs, then the Rangers become uh, an even more dangerous team than they currently are. And we're going to continue talking about all the highlights from this game in just a second. But first, just want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by betonline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is also brought to you by Built Bar. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, puffs included, 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein, replace your candy bars with these, they are better. A typical candy bar could be anywhere from 2 to 300 calories. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then they figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how they do it, but they pull it off every single time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Another noteworthy change to the Ranger lineup was that Patrick Nemeth stepped back in in place of Justin Braun. Uh, Nemeth had not played in any of the preceding three Ranger games. He was listed as out due to personal reasons. Again, it's just been... Uh, Kind of a strange season for Nemeth overall. You know, he had the bout with COVID and, uh, you know, he's out of the lineup for personal reasons, but then it's an injury, but then it's uh, a non-COVID related illness and it, you just hope that everything is okay. But uh, he was back out there, played pretty well, I thought. I mean, everybody on the Rangers had a, a pretty good night for themselves or afternoon rather uh, against the Detroit Red Wings here. But I'll say what I've said all along. I, I think what you do between Nemeth, Braun, and Braden Schneider is you go ahead and you have kind of a little bit of a three-man rotation down the stretch here at whichever two guys are playing the best going into the playoffs. Those should be the two guys that dress on game one, you know, whoever the Rangers end up playing and whatever night that ends up occurring on. Uh, I will say that I think Braden Schneider has done enough that he should definitely be out there for game one. And I like the idea of Braden Schneider starting a playoff series rather than stepping into it in like a game three. He'll obviously be making his Stanley Cup playoff debut, and so I think it makes sense for him to get 
out there as quickly as possible, hit the ground running, and uh, not have to come in in the middle of a series and you know try to play catch up with everybody else. But Schneider played very, very well in this game. I continue to be impressed by him. He was a plus one on the night, put three shots on goal, blocked a shot, and uh, skated for 16 minutes and one second. And that's something else. We'll get back to Schneider in just a second. But that's something else that really kind of caught my eye in this game is just how freely uh, the Rangers were you know, rotating their defensemen on and off the ice. I thought all six guys played very, very well. And it was reflected when you look simply at time on the ice. Of all the Rangers six defensemen, Braden Schneider was out there for the least amount of time. And even he got 16 minutes and one second uh, to the surprise of no one. Adam Fox was out there for the most amount of time. He got 22 minutes and five seconds. So that's less of a discrepancy in terms of uh, time on the ice among the New York Ranger defensemen than you would usually see. But like I said in our last episode, I really like the idea of just kind of rolling all three pairings, you know, going from the end of the regular season into the playoffs. You might as well. You've already got your playoffs spot locked up. There's no reason for guys like Truba and Adam Fox to be playing 26 or 27 minutes every night. Uh, Keep everybody fresh and have everybody ready to go come playoff time. And getting back to Schneider, he actually had a couple of chances to score in this game. None more notable than early in the second period. Uh, the Rangers won an offensive zone faceoff. Clean back to Schneider. Schneider did a really nice job. He's got the puck at the left point. He fakes passing to his right to Nemeth, which is a pass that a lot of times you see made in that situation. Uh, but he fakes the pass. A lot of Red Wings seem to bite on it, maybe even the goalie a little bit. And then instead, he just whips a wrist shot at the net and it clangs off the post, and uh, so he's within just a couple of inches of scoring uh, in that situation there. But like I said, really like what I'm seeing from Braden Schneider, and definitely want to see him on the ice uh, when the Rangers begin their foray into the Stanley Cup playoffs. You also know that this was a really nice afternoon for the Rangers when we're 20-plus minutes into the episode, and we're just now mentioning the fact that Igor Shesterkin had a 20-save shutout for the New York Rangers. They were actually joking after the game, uh, obviously, they do the three stars of the game and, you know, all the players go back onto the ice. Igor Shesterkin, they were joking that he was only the number three star of this game despite having a shutout um, and, you know, stopped all 20 of the shots that he faced. Mika Zibanejad was the second star with a goal and assist. And uh, Alexi Lafreniere was the one star with both of his goals. But with Igor Shesterkin, yeah, I mean, listen, he played a very nice game for himself, but what stood out to me more than anything is the simple fact that the Rangers just did not allow the Red Wings to really ever get anything going. Igor made some nice saves here and there whenever he was called upon to do so, and in some ways, that can almost be more impressive. When you're a goalie, and you're standing there, and you're standing there, and there's not much action, and the puck is on the other side of the rink for seemingly the entire afternoon, and you can still come up with a really, really good save or two when the team really needs you, very, very impressive. So uh, another strong outing by Igor Shesterkin. I think whatever, uh, you know, concerns that certain fans may have had about Igor Shesterkin. Hopefully, he is slowly but surely alleviating those concerns. It certainly helps that the Rangers are playing better team defense around him than they have all season. But if you look at Igor Shesterkin over his last handful of games, he has allowed a grand total of just four goals in his last four starts. And if you look at his last 11 games, he's allowed three goals or fewer in 10 out of those 11 games. So yeah, there were a couple of hiccups here and there. I think it's just a reminder that he is indeed human. And as I mentioned in the past, better if he's going to have a little mini slump, better for him to get it out of the way, uh, you know, in March and maybe even into early April there than having it happen in the postseason because he's been just as good as he's been all season over these last four games here. Once again, allowing just four total goals in that time. I mentioned in our last episode that I was kind of looking at this game against Detroit as a potential get-right game for the Ranger power play unit. 
You know, Detroit is third to last in the NHL in uh, the penalty kill, and the Rangers are still second in the league in power play efficiency despite a slow start to April. Once again, two for 19 in the month of April coming into this game here today. Uh, they do go one for four, so it was nice to see them convert on the power play. Uh, they had a long five on three due to two delay of game penalties on the Detroit Red Wings in the first period. The Rangers had, I believe it was a minute and 29 seconds of five-on-three time to work with, and they converted. You get a little bit of pitch and catch between Panarin and Zibanejad, and eventually Panarin to Mika. Mika winds back, just tattoos a slap shot into the twine, uh, that big booming one-timer that he's just so good at and has scored so many times on the power play with this shot this season. You know, mixed bag other than this uh, power play for the Rangers uh, on the afternoon. I thought, I think it was their third power play. The one that I mentioned that happened in the second period. This is the only time in the game where Detroit seemed to kind of get rolling a little bit. Uh, the Rangers had a power play where they just could not get anything set up. They couldn't gain entry. They couldn't complete a pass. It was really the only instance of this game where they were not completely dominating. Besides that one power play, though, I thought the other three, the Rangers, looked good on all of them. Just some good, quick, crisp passes. Uh, guys winning the battle for some 50-50 pucks, keeping the play alive on the power play. A couple of instances where both Fox and Truba made nice plays to keep the puck in the attacking zone when it was you know, about to be cleared. Uh, there was even the second power play unit, I thought, had a couple of nice shifts in this game where it looked like they at least had a chance to score. So uh, I'm more encouraged by what I saw from the Ranger power play in this game. Uh, I'd like to see them really kind of start firing on all cylinders before the playoffs start because obviously they've scored a ton of power play goals this season. Big, big part of their success. Not that they can't win without, you know, scoring two or three power play goals a night, but something that's been such a strength of this team all season. You hope that it remains a strength when the playoffs roll around. And they're going to get another chance this Tuesday, and they will play host to the Winnipeg Jets. And we mentioned Detroit struggles on the penalty kill. Winnipeg, not much better. Detroit is third to last in the league. Winnipeg is fifth to last in the league with a penalty kill success rate of just 74.8%. So hopefully another shot at a get-right game. I'd love to see one of these games where the Rangers just go off on the power play again, immediately uh, make you not worry about uh, the man advantage heading into the postseason. I'm not worrying about it that much anyway. I think eventually it'll come around here, but obviously we'll be feeling a lot better about it once again if the power play just goes off uh, in one of these games down the stretch here. Something else of note coming out of this game is that with the win, the Rangers now have 104 points on the season. That brings them into a tie with the Carolina Hurricanes. Both teams have 104 points. The Canes have played one fewer game than the Rangers as of this recording. The Canes will play the Colorado Avalanche later tonight. So a regulation loss means that both teams will have 104 points and will have played 76 games. But the Rangers will have 49 wins. The Canes will have just 48. So the Rangers could be in first place at the end of tonight. Uh, definitely looking forward to seeing how this shakes out. I know there's people that might be concerned about, oh, well, you don't want to play the Lightning in the first round. Look, if you got a chance to win your division, Go ahead and go for it. And in fact, right now, uh, the Lightning are back ahead of the Boston Bruins. So the team that wins the Metro would be more likely to match up with the Bruins than the Lightning, or at least that's where things are right now. A lot can happen between now and the end of the season, uh, but that will pretty much do it for tonight, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.
Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Rodine and Flip Livingston help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts.